BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. G'day guys, welcome back to another installment of the Pelican Scoop, a hoop-ball.com presentation. As always, I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, and we're chatting pearls. Guys, well, I thought we were going to be, you know, we had a, uh, a game all lined up, I was geared up to finish work and sit down and, and watch it, and um, I actually woke up to the news that we weren't going to be playing Dallas. Uh, lucky for the guys, hadn't hopped on the plane, I don't think, so they were still kicking around uh, New Orleans and um, and didn't actually get to play. So they actually had a training session, uh, which from all reports was pretty good. Uh, the reason the Dallas game didn't go ahead was because of the COVID tracing and the contact tracing that they have there. Um, that obviously is at the front of everyone's mind. Uh it was actually going to be the return of Chris Stapp's Porzingis from all reports. Um, so they would have been looking forward to getting him out there. I think Luka Doncic was all right. So, I mean, he was probably the guy that we were most afraid of to take on. But unfortunately, uh, we're going to have another day of of rest and recuperation. And a, and a cheeky uh, training session was, was scheduled. Now... The reason that the game was postponed, as I talked about, was was the COVID tracing. They had less than seven players available, which uh, under the league rules means that you have to postpone the game. There was also uh, a game with the Boston Celtics, which was postponed today as well. They've had a fair bit of COVID going around. Uh, about three quarters of their team are out with that as well. Now, this obviously raises some concerns. When we did last season, obviously it was all based in a bubble, uh, or the the little bubble thing we did when COVID first broke out over at uh, the Wide World of Sports Center at uh, at Disneyland in uh, in Florida. 
this year they decided, well, if the NFL can do it and they'll play through all the COVID and, and see what happens, then, then we will as well. The issue with that is the teams see each other so often that there's not this in-between. So by the time a positive test is returned, you can go back two weeks. And so the 76ers have been hammered. Uh, Seth Curry was uh, confirmed positive of COVID-19. And all of a sudden, um, they're doing their contact tracing and they're having a look at teams that have played recently. And, and all of these guys are getting COVID tested and, and isolating. And all of a sudden, it throws the schedule into disarray. What this means is that really the whole sort of season is is up in the air because, you know, they originally scheduled the the season to, or they gave half of the schedule, so we knew right up to the All-Star break. Uh, that was for good reason. Already we're having all these postponements and, um, you know, it's going to make it difficult at the back end as to whether or not... Um, There'll be some additional back-to-backs in the second part of the season to finish in time, or um, or it'll just be extended a little bit later than they first thought. The good news is that, as far as we're aware, the Pelicans haven't been exposed to it. So, they're okay. They dodged the Dallas uh, contact tracing. So, I mean, their next game coming up will be played as... I suppose, uh, expected. The issue here is that are they running out of teams that haven't been in contact with one another um, as we go ahead? Obviously, there's some teams that haven't been anywhere near Dallas and haven't been anywhere near Boston um, or the 76ers, so they'll be all right, but it just depends where we fall in the schedule. And no doubt the medical practice, um, everyone will be having a look at that, uh, the, the medicos there in the NBA trying to work out who's played what, when, and who's positive and who's not, I mean, from all reports, the COVID uh, testing and the like and protocols are pretty strict. Uh, strict. And uh, if they don't comply, well, then they go into these 7- to 14-day uh, quarantines, which we've seen with Kevin Durant, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is currently in there. The list of players not playing at the moment is growing by the day. And... That is difficult. Um, you know, that was always going to be the case where you've got these people going around uh, playing on different uh, courts and travelling every day. Um, you know, basically, if one person's got it, everyone's going to have it, uh, regardless of whether or not uh, you've physically touched them. You know, you come within that, that uh, what, what, one metre squared or uh, one and a half metres or six feet, I think it is, um, in the US and you can be exposed to it. So going to be very interesting to see what happens going forward. Now, I don't mean to preach on about the COVID or anything like that, and I know we're we're all reading the news, we all know what's going on there, but um, the Board of Governors has announced that it will be uh, meeting either, I think it's tomorrow or the day after, uh, virtually to determine whether or not there is going to be a full shutdown at this stage, who knows? It's all conjecture, and I'm not one of those to hypothesise what could happen. I mean, realistically, if you've got no players left and all of the teams are being affected, would two weeks of hiatus and then coming back into it once it's all calmed down a little bit um, be such a bad thing? I mean, for my fantasy team, as long as they're postponed, uh, I could deal with it. But 
in reality, you know, this is a multi-million dollar business, a multi-billion dollar business, I guess, and uh, the TV revenue would stop. All of a sudden, uh, we're in a bit of a situation like the shutdown last year, and it's I don't think it's a um, an ideal situation for the NBA to deal with. No doubt uh, they will be considering all different um, avenues to get that sorted. The G League, by way of reference, uh, drafted today. They're doing a little hub in uh, Walt Disney World, so no doubt they'll be uh, looking very keenly at how they're going in a little bubble there and probably contemplating whether or not another bubble is worth it. Do we think we can do a bubble for the whole six months? Probably not. I don't think it's going to be realistic for them to be able to just lock people in the Walt Disney World, no matter how fun the place is, um, for that long. But that's something that we're going to have to see what happens. And as soon as I know, I'll be letting you all know. Now, while we have a break, before I go into the next segment, uh, of course, I'd love to thank the sponsors, mybookie.ag, use hoopball twenty. Um, or hoopball, sorry, at sign up, and that uh, will show them that we sent you. Uh, they're a good betting site, uh, especially if you're in the US. Uh, sign up and do all your betting there. It'd be fantastic. And of course, manscaped.com. Uh, they've been with us for a very long time now. Make sure you use the code hoopball20. That's the code I was looking for. And uh, and get go there and get a razor and whatever you want, moisturizer, you know, that's what the kids these days are using. Uh Whatever your heart desires, go and have a look at those guys as well. They're fantastic. And of course, I can't plug everyone else without plugging the own website, hoop-ball.com. Head over there and check everything out because uh, there's heaps going on over there. The wager pass um, is going gangbusters. The guys that are uh, giving you bets over there are hitting just about every night. So if you're willing to throw a few bucks at it, well, it'll probably pay back in spades. So have a look at that. Uh, of course, the Hootball 360 and Draft, uh, the Fantasy Pass, pardon me, uh, are all on there as well. So make sure you sign up and, and support us and we'll keep the stuff going. Now, that is enough of a little break doing all the uh, housekeeping, of course. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is a rumour that's been floating around. I woke up to this as well. So it was all this postponed game. And with that, the uh, idle hands uh, started, all the idle minds, I guess, decided to start throwing um, some ideas out. Uh, it was first broken by the ringer that uh, they'd spoken to 14 GMs and six of them had said, oh, well, uh, NBA executives. And um, in turn... Six of them had said that uh, the most likely team to make a trade, particularly for Bradley Beal, would be the Pelicans. Now, we've got the draft's assets. We don't need all of them. We've got the young players that could probably uh, entice Washington to uh, trade him, particularly with Russell Westbrook being pretty hit and miss. He hasn't done much. And also uh, Thomas Bryant uh, doing his ACL yesterday. So perhaps they are looking at a rebuild. You know, they've got some young players, Rui Hachimura, um, also uh, Denny Avinda as well. I've probably butchered his name there, but uh, he looks like a real talent. 
and perhaps they will look at um, at jumping on, on the rebuild and, and moving Beal on. Bradley Beal averaged 30 points last year. He wasn't even all-star in all-NBA, which uh, was a robbery in its own right. Um, I mean, the team that he had around him at Washington was not that good, and he still managed to do pretty well, uh, managed to make it into the bubble. Uh, he didn't go because he didn't think they had a chance, and he was probably right. But nonetheless, he is a great player. The conjecture comes now, and Pelican's uh, Twitter's just been going off its nut about it uh, as to who they would move on. Um, I've seen people throwing Lonzo around. I've been seeing uh, bulk draft picks, um, you know, even a swap for Brandon Ingram. All of these things, they don't really make sense. The only one that I could really see happening is probably using some of the young guys and, and a whole heap of draft picks to be able to lure them. But by doing that, I mean, you're not going to gut the team because we're only about six, seven deep anyway. So I wouldn't be concerned about that. The issue is that you get Bradley Beal, which isn't really an issue that... I have. I think he'd be phenomenal to play alongside Brandon Ingram and, and Zion Williamson. The issue is who do you send back? If, if it's Lonzo, because you don't want to break up that court, you've just thrown the bag at BI, you've got Brandon, uh, sorry, Zion for four years minimum, you're not going to break those two up. You want to add a, a genuine superstar next to him, and I consider Beal in that upper echelon. He's a he's a great player, and I think if he had a bit of help with Bi and uh, and Zion, no doubt he would um, he would absolutely thrive. And he is an isolation scorer. He can also play uh, off the catch and shoot, which is something we'd be desperate for. He can hit the three, and I think it puts us in win now mode if you go and get that guy. So on either. Sides of them, you'd have, I suppose, Eric Bledsoe and, and Stephen Adams. That's a pretty good starting lineup, if you ask me. What concerns me about adding a genuine star that's not a younger or second fiddle star is that Brandon Ingram is just starting to come into his own. He's played under LeBron as a youngster and then was traded down, and as soon as he came down to the Pelicans, it became his team and he really stepped up and he showed that uh, he's an all-star and that he's a, a capable player. The issue that I have is that if you bring Beal in, does he then go back to being a bit more passive and you lose that aggression, you know, in, his, uh, in Brandon's post-game, he talked about what he needed to work on and it was being a killer, going through anyone, busting everyone's ass is the things he'd come out with. This is his team. Zion's a young bloke, and he'll no doubt inherit the team at some point, and they'll work out who the alpha dog is. But right now, that alpha dog, with a ball, when the game is on the line, it goes into Brandon's hands. And whether or not we like it, and, and we like this isolation ball in the late-game situations, Brandon is the guy. Will he then be happy deferring to Brand, uh, Bradley Beal if that was to happen, if you got another star like that? Does it give us more options? Sure. But how do you manage those personalities? Uh, I don't think Brandon Ingram is a big abrasive personality at all. I think he's, from all reports, quite a nice guy. But, and I think Bradley Beal is the same from all the interviews and the like. I've heard from him, uh, pretty good bloke. The conflicting star power of these alpha dogs, I just don't know. Uh, I'm not sure uh, whether or not they'll mesh. 
Again, it's all conjecture. Nothing's happened. Would I love to see it? Absolutely. Don't discourage that. I just am concerned as to whether or not it will slow down Brandon Ingram a bit if he then defers to Bradley Beal, who's already a genuine all-star, as is Brandon, as he proved last year. But again, who am I to win? I mean, get Bradley Beal. We'll start winning a whole heap of games. He'll win them off himself. I think he dropped 60 the other day. Um, I haven't seen many of those games for a long time. Uh, if we can get him, then go and get him. But it means that we're in win-now mode. Uh, it also means that we need to start working out what's going on with the bench. Because it's all well and good to bring in a, another star, and then when they all sit, we then have this empty bench which just contributes nothing. Um, a genuine big man is a bigger priority, I think, than a third star at this stage. I think we are losing games because we run out of legs, because the rotations are all over the shop, playing Zion at the four and the five. I do like it at times, but then we get killed on the rebounds when he goes to play the center position. We need a genuine center that comes off the bench, can fill a role, can fill the need, defends. He doesn't need to score. We're not worried about scoring. Just someone that's tall, strong, and willing to grab a rebound and feels the pain. And there are guys out there, and, and I don't know what uh, Griff and, and Trajan have got brewing up in the background, and no doubt if it continues in, down the way that we're going with this three-game losing streak, and if we come out and keep falling, um, I know the road trip, Dallas was, I think, the easiest game in... Um, on paper in, in this road trip. So looking forward to the Los Angeles back to, uh, I think, two games there. So that'll be interesting. But we've got to address that. And if it means going out and saying, all right, well, what do we need? We go and get that. We go and get a big bloke. There's a few there that um, that look good. I've mentioned Dwayne Debman on here before. I think Kylo Quinn is still out there as well. Guys like that, strong defensive-minded centers who don't mind grabbing a rebound. But anyway, enough of my carry-on. Coming up, the next game that we have is against the... Drumroll, please. If it's not postponed, and I very much hope that it's not. Um, because I miss my bells. I haven't seen them for a couple of days now. The next game is against the Clippers, which is on Wednesday the 13th. It's an ESPN game, so I hope that... Well, it's nationally broadcast here, so I assume it is over there. Uh, we're 4-5. and five. The Clippers are 7-4. and four. This needs to be a... a win. I mean, it, it may not be, but we need to show for four quarters. They're a good side. You're coming up against Paul George, Kawhi Leonard... Um, really stacked side who have championship aspirations. We're probably a year or so behind that. Unless we get Bradley Beal, then it's on. This is a game that we need to show that we can hang with the uh, with the best. So, we need to come out. We need to minimise turnovers. They've got, they're alongside. They're a good defensive side. Minimise turnovers, take care of the ball. If we can get out and run, then get out and run. And take good shots. We don't need 
some momentum shifting threes when we're only down five with, I don't know, five minutes to go. Enough of that. Go and get the two and work the clock. Late game situations should be the focus. And I hope that we get in a situation where we don't need to worry about it because we've absolutely flogged them. But again, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. I think I have spoken enough. Overall, looking forward to Wednesday or Thursday morning for me to have a look at the Pelicans. Guys, I'm going to leave it at that. A little bit shorter today. We didn't have a game to talk about, but um, when they reschedule the Dallas game, I, I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll chat about it then. As always, guys, you can go and uh, follow the show on Twitter, at HoopBallPels. Uh, heaps of stuff going on over there, as well as me, at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank, all one word. Give us a subscribe, give us a like. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go and uh, give us a little review and a, a subscribe. We appreciate all that stuff. Appreciate all that stuff. Ugh. Um, but I reckon for now, look after yourselves. We'll find out what happens with the NBA in the next couple of days. Hopefully we're just business as usual and they'll just navigate the COVID as, um, as I'm sure they will. This has been the Pelican Scoop. I'm Lyle Swithenbank. Mask up. Look after yourselves. I'll talk to you after the Los Angeles game. Bye for now. This has been a hoop ball presentation.